Hello friends, welcome to the Functional Nurse Practitioner Podcast. I'm a board-certified family nurse practitioner who believes in utilizing functional medicine strategies in order to provide a more comprehensive approach for optimal health. The current model of care in healthcare is very lacking, which led me down the road of functional medicine. Functional medicine is a systems biology approach, which looks at uncovering the root cause for the symptoms we are having in order to allow for healing versus simply applying a Band-Aid to the situation. I believe we need an integrative approach of both conventional and functional medicine in order to provide the best care possible. I have been incorporating functional medicine practices within my conventional medicine practice and have seen phenomenal results. I believe we need to level up our healthcare system so that we can actually feel better. Just a quick disclaimer that this podcast is meant for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose or be a substitute for medical advice from your practitioner. Also, if you like what you hear on this show, I would be real appreciative if you would leave a review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you're listening from and subscribe to the show. Okay, on to today's episode. Today we have a very special guest, Dr. Shivani Gupta. Dr. Gupta is an Ayurvedic practitioner who studied Ayurveda in India and the United States for over two decades, accessing leaders, gurus, and change makers in Ayurveda prior to earning a PhD in turmeric. She currently works with top orthopedic and spinal surgeons, rheumatologists, and functional medicine practitioners across the country. She is also the founder of Fusionary Formulas, an Ayurvedic supplement company. Dr. Gupta, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to learn from you, Dr. Gupta, about Ayurvedic medicine. I really want to get into the nitty gritty of what Ayurvedic practice is, how it can impact our health, our immune system. But first, most of us have a story, a reason for what drives us, the inspiration that propels us to spend years, if not decades, passionate for knowledge, knowledge to help prevent or reverse autoimmune conditions, chronic diseases, passionate to invoke wellness. We really want to know, Dr. Gupta, what is your story? The why behind the scientific pathway you embarked on Thank you. Yes. You know, I, I agree with you. All of us in the health and wellness field have some sort of story that has driven us down this path and so far down the path to fix our own health issues. And then once we have, we're like, how come everyone doesn't have this knowledge? We have to share it. Um, so I, like everyone else in that space, had all my own health issues growing up. We used to travel to India from Texas every year, and I would end up getting sick all the time. And finally, by the time I reached high school, I said, you know what, why am I the weak one here? How come it's like I have no immune system and everyone else can just have fun, eat what they want, drink what they want. And I end up so disastrously sick, I'm nearly hospitalized. Like something must be wrong with me and I'd like to go figure out what that is. And then by the time I reached high school, I was taking chronic, really strong antibiotics month after month after month, 
which only exacerbated the issue. And I didn't realize it until college. And finally in college, I, I was in a Dr. Gupta's office in India. And I said, what are you about to give me? And he's like, what? Like, how are you even asking me? Like, just take it. You're dying here. And I was like, well, you know what? I, I need to put a hold on this. I have to manage my health and I need to understand what anyone is now giving me that goes inside my body. And that was that first moment I really took sovereignty. And then I looked at my parents and I was like, aren't we in the land of yoga and Ayurveda? Why have we not even looked into every other toolkit on earth yet for my health? We're going to go down this path now. And so I just went for it. Months and months of studying in India, all over India, under the gurus. And I kept asking like, okay, you have a system of medicine. How does it apply to us? What can we do with this? How are the like nuggets from your system that sound really complex going to help someone like me in the West who needs that support? And that's what really kicked off my journey. That and my family has a strong history of diabetes. And my whole life was centered around, okay, I see the after effects of this generationally. This can't happen to me in my generation. What is the action plan to prevent it? I love that. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Let's start with what exactly is Ayurvedic medicine? Sure. Most people don't know Ayurveda. Ayurveda is a system of medicine and health and healing from India that's over 5,000 years old. So just like we have acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, naturopathic medicine, homeopathic medicine, Reiki, uh, massage, we have so many modalities to heal the body. Ayurveda is its own entire system and it encompasses detoxification, its own nutrition plans. Um, we have sleep, we have um, self-care rituals. We have so much to it. We teach circadian rhythm. Ayurveda taught thousands of years ago that the gut microbiome, the gut is the center of all health. So basically a lot of the systems of Western medicine that exist were written about in Ayurvedic texts thousands of years ago. So it's thought to be the original system of medicine. Well, I definitely need to brush up more. <laughs> I'm a research nerd myself, and I've spent probably countless hours in evidence-based literature, learning as much as possible about our immune system, inflammation, and root cause medicine. I really want to get your thoughts on inflammation. What do you see are some of the drivers of inflammation? the root behind immune system dysfunction? Sure. I mean, it's interesting. Um, when I was doing my, I did my master's in Ayurvedic sciences because I wanted to have one formal study of it. Although I feel like I could repeat my master's 10 times and there's still so much more to learn from Ayurveda. And then I decided to do my PhD and my topic was turmeric, the spice. And so I'm very passionate about inflammation and then what turmeric's potential is to help us with that inflammation. And so as I was doing my studies, as I was you know, working under my mentors, I have a mentor in Houston who was at MD Anderson Cancer Center. And I asked him, look, like, why is inflammation such a problem? And he said, the thing is, a lot of us through our 20s and, and even younger ages have these horrible health habits. We eat fast food. We eat a lot of processed foods. We think nothing of it. Energy drinks, sodas. We think we're invincible. So what's the big deal? Let's just eat anything that tastes good. And during that time, that poor sleep habits, um, poor self-care, stress, all those things switches on the light switches of inflammation in the body. So it's like you turned on a panel of electricity and light. And then do we ever take the time to do a profound detox and shut all that off? 
And that's where I find naturopathic medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, functional medicine now is really coming in and saying, hey, we have a toxic burden here. We have chronic low-grade persistent inflammation burning this low-grade forest fire through the body, causing symptoms and red alarms. Are we connecting the dots that this is inflammation? So some of the triggers of inflammation are environmental factors. A lot of times there's so much in our environment that's triggering inflammation because our body doesn't know how to respond to it viruses, bacteria, foods, fried foods, grilled foods, smoking. Um, There's a lot of things that can trigger inflammation. And then there's a whole set of things we can do to reduce it. Yes. And I know for myself with my patient population, poor sleep is, is a major driver of inflammation and lots of other problems, also hormonal problems. What is your experience with looking at the role the gut plays in our overall health. So Ayurveda is obsessed with the gut. When we meet someone, we want to know, how's your poop? How's it flowing? What are you eating? I want grand details. So people share with me all the time when they walk up to me and they're like, I'm so sorry if it's TMI. I'm like, it's not TMI. Every data point is relevant. Even the weirdest data points you can possibly give that you think don't matter. Um, So the gut microbiome in Ayurveda, we call the gut agni or digestive fire. And our goal in Ayurveda is to teach you how to manage that digestive fire every single day to its optimum potential, how to ignite that fire in the morning, how to keep it stoked and supporting you so that it's going to digest your food and get every ounce of nutrition out of everything that you eat. Then we want to show you how to tend to that fire and turn that fire off for the evening so it's safe and you can just relax and have a great night's sleep before you reignite it the next day and get it going. And so really honoring that fire with like ginger lemon tea or aloe vera juice in the morning, honoring it by eating square meals, like real meals that your body's going to digest it, not snacking and distracting the digestive system and keeping it stoked all throughout the day, but really honoring that it needs to do its job. And then you need to like let it stop doing its job before you ask it to work again. Yes. Um, and then in the evening, eating at a timely manner, three hours before bedtime, stop eating so that your body has time to digest, assimilate, process, absorb what it needs, and then switch into the job of rejuvenating and cleaning out and detoxing the body overnight. The problem nowadays is we have so much access to food. We're just eating willy-nilly and drinking everything all day long. Nonstop. Nonstop, and we're not realizing that the body has to clean and clear too. Like the cleaning crew needs its chance to come through there. And so really Ayurveda teaches us gut is the center of everything. Healing the gut matters. Um, and that really that's just that's like the central tenet of Ayurveda. Well, I love that. I love using natural medicine instead of just looking for a magic pill to maybe band-aid a symptom, but not actually do anything to fix the root cause of why they have that symptom. I had a another fabulous guest on the show, Dr. Heather Zawicki, who's an immunologist and a specialist in the microbiome. And she was talking about 30 plants a week to get variety. And with my patients, I found they might eat broccoli, and that's it, and maybe one serving a day. What are your thoughts on plants? (laughs) It's interesting. (laughs) I'm a vegetarian, and I eat an Ayurvedic Indian diet. And so as a vegetarian, plants are more a part of my life maybe than most people, just because 
that is the food I'm going to eat. If I don't eat that, it's rice, potatoes, and bread. So got to fill in with more vegetables. And even I fight for nutrient density and nutrient variety in these things. So I feel like I've said it a thousand times to everyone, but we must have nutrient variety. We must push for variety. Ayurveda is a very big fan of seasonality. And so that's another great way to push for variety in your own life is if you can acknowledge that, okay, this next season's here. Can I go to the store and look at what's out there that's fresh and new and different and incorporate those for this season, knowing full well that that's how I tune into circadian rhythm. That's how I tune in with nature's clock. That's how I support my body to its highest and best good. Because in Ayurveda, the nature seasons tie to our dosha or our mind-body constitution. So it's so important that we take these two things into account and really fit in that nutrient density and nutrient variety that you're talking about so we get all that nutrition that we need. Well, that's very interesting. Can you speak a little bit more about maybe some basic Ayurvedic principles, something that somebody who's new to the practice may be able to try on their own? Sure. So I ask everyone to take a dosha quiz and I want them to know their mind-body constitution or their dosha because it can be very illuminating. We have three types of doshas in Ayurveda and it's based on the five elements. So air, ether makes up the vata dosha, fire, water is the pitta dosha and earth, water, the kapha dosha. These are the three doshas. And so once you understand which one is your predominant one, that can kind of guide you to lifestyle changes, self-care rituals, certain dietary shifts that you can make that can keep you more balanced overall. And it also helps you decide how to kind of design a blueprint for your year around your seasons. So for example, I'm a pitta. That means I'm super fiery. And in the summer, I get overcooked. So I can tend to burn out and have like major burnout issues if I don't watch it. So I time my year, so I work hard on all the other seasons, and I slow myself down just a bit for the summer to accommodate the fact that I'm a fire sign and the summer season will exacerbate that in my body. And then I eat really seasonally to keep myself cool, calm, and collected. So watermelon, peach, nectarine, coconut, these are the foods that keep me calm and centered and happier during that. And you have a quiz, is am I is that correct, on your website to learn? Yes. Yes. I have yes, I've not so taken I, the quiz, but I, I need to because I'm very curious for what, what I am. Do, dosha? I, yeah, I can already guess. I think you're a pitta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But on my website, shivanigupta.com, I have the quiz. I have some sleep guides, inflammation guides, and things like that. Well, I love the empowerment that it can provide to anybody for basic practices that they can start on because I think oftentimes – we're almost left feeling helpless, like there's nothing that we can do. Actually, I've had many practitioners tell me I'm hopeless. <laughs> I'm filled with autoimmune diseases and there's nothing that I can do to change that, reverse that. And I definitely disagree because not one person asked me what I eat, how I sleep. I had horrible sleep, poor circadian rhythm. I was high stress for so many years. And when I went down the road of functional medicine, it really opened my eyes to like the power of natural medicine and the basics, the things I feel we really take for granted, like sleeping and trying to sleep, you know, follow the sun and the moon 
I'm a huge fan of that. Are there, are there any other simple strategies that somebody could implement to try to improve their inflammation? Sure. You know, one big way is to improve sleep. And it's interesting because a couple of years ago, I developed a sleep tea and a sleep formula. And I thought, wow, everyone's going to love this. It'll be amazing. And what's funny is everyone who I talked to was like, oh, I sleep fine. And I sleep fine. I have now heard thousands of times. And now I look at people and I'm like, you know what? Until you measure your sleep, you actually have no idea what your sleep quality is. You might just be living with fine sleep, assuming that it's fine and it's not fine at all. Also, if you're not waking up joyful and like exuberant and ready to take on the world, I don't think you have awesome sleep. And so I can very specifically tell when I wake up and I'm like, let's go, I'm ready to change the world. That's one mode. And then there's this other mode that's like, oh, I don't want to get up, alarm clocks, snooze five times, all of that. Um, so I really am focused on sleep for people because I'm so focused on our inflammation. Yes. Other great ways to reduce inflammation, diet, managing our stress, supporting our immune system. If our immune system and our inflammation is firing off because of so many external things that we are doing to the body that it has to battle with, the body's always living in this like battleground traffic jam situation, unable to support us to its maximum potential. And so inflammation, as you mentioned, is a root cause issue. I want people to take their ginger. I want them to take their turmeric in the right potency, in the right dosage, and reduce that systemic inflammation. Then once you're feeling better, okay, let's go do the good work. Let's improve sleep. Let's improve diet. Let's improve exercise and movement. But I usually can't get leverage with people to go do all the good healthy habits until they're feeling a little better and they're out of pain and they don't have that fatigue and malaise kind of feeling going on. I agree 100% that if we're not feeling good, it's hard to envision. Like So many of the women that I've worked with were telling me they're completely exhausted and they're not sleeping and they're in tears. If I'm telling them, well, but let's work on a sleep routine. Let's work on this. They're like, well, I can't sleep at all. And they're like, sometimes, frankly, hysterical. So when I talk about teas, I'm a huge fan of ginger and turmeric tea. Something to, it's like a practice, a daily or nightly practice that it can become a calming routine where you make your tea. I know I do this myself, make my tea and I'm sipping it slowly and I'm, I have the lights down in my house and I'm bringing like everything down and not thinking about stressful things throughout the day, not checking my phone. And I feel like when we fall into the healing power of plants, it can, it can really be life-changing. Absolutely. You know, Mother Earth, which is where we live, we live on planet Earth, has so much unlimited potential living within the plants, just like we have unlimited potential to do so much. I look at plants as like this magical garden where when we source it right for our specific body, our constitution, who we are, our ethnic background, where we live, the temperature of the season, there's a lot to it. But overall, there are certain plants that I think work for 90% of us, if not 95% of us. Turmeric is one of them. I, I am a big super fan of the turmeric and what it can do. I want us all to reduce that inflammation. It also is a powerful antioxidant, antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal. So that's why I personally have been like, I needed this my whole life. 
Um, ginger, powerhouse, similar to turmeric in many, many ways. Um, ashwagandha, all the adaptogens yes. that people are hearing about and diving into. I like shisandra, I like dulci, um, mm. I like osmanthus flower. I, I love to mix these things and create teas for people that can drive a result like a supplement because truly what is a supplement? It's just harnessing the potency of, of plant magic in a way that's palatable because we swallow it and we don't have to deal with the taste. And so I went into teas thinking, what if I created a sleep tea for us that's so decadent and delicious? And like you said, created the sleep hygiene, created the sleep ritual, that habit of, hey, okay, I went at it today. I'm going to wind down now for a bit. I'm going to indicate to my mind and my body and my spirit that we are entering sleep and we're going to honor and revere sleep as the next phase of the day that actually is to be valued and it matters. Like It's not just, oh, I crash and go to sleep. It's what are the steps that I'm using to honor sleep and improve that sleep quality quality and guarantee that it's going to be phenomenal. Absolutely. And you spoke about supplementation. I am a huge fan of supplementation, but as I've told my patients many times, not just any supplement, but strategic supplementation, we would love for you to share the why behind starting your own company. As you have a PhD in turmeric, I would love for you to speak even a little bit more about the incredible benefits of turmeric. Sure. So turmeric, you know, I learned about it in herbology and Ayurveda, and I thought, well, I'm Indian. I've eaten turmeric my whole life. And my advisor said, just, just if you're interested, go read some of the science. So there's over 6,000 scientific studies that prove that curcumin with black pepper has a tremendous impact in the body. And what most people don't know is out of the whole turmeric plant, only 3% of it is the curcuminoids. And it's the curcuminoids, we believe, that drive the most biggest result in the body. And out of the three curcuminoids, it's curcumin when isolated that can drive the biggest result. And so I took curcumin at a 98% grade potency, added black pepper to it, and put it in a capsule because for me... Western medicine had always been so wonderful in acute situations, but they hadn't been there for me when it came to my autoimmune leaky gut issues that I was suffering with that weren't diagnosed until the last five years. And so I always thought like, what is it? What is that hole in me that keeps letting everything come in and cause trouble? And turmeric for me is that ultimate warrior like shield. I consider it the way that I have a defense system against everything out there. And so I took curcumin and I thought, let me create something that physicians can use every day. Let me see if I can build it so it's plug and play in their system. They're used to recommending something great to you all day that works. Okay, let's give them the natural alternative and ask them to try it. And if it works, they'll switch. That was my theory. And I was not sure if I would win. So year one, when I met, went to make Fusionary, my factory was like, you are crazy. No one spends this much on ingredients. You are not going to win at this. And I said, you know what? I Let me just worry about numbers one day in the future. I just want to prove my point here and see if I can win at this theory that I have. And the doctors were astounded. Like orthopedic medicine to say, you got my patients off of the NSAIDs they were taking. You cut my opioid use in half in my practice post-op. These are tremendous results to me. And so that's what's kept me fueled. I've had fusionary formulas for seven years. That's what's kept me fueled and going this whole time. And then I get to hear the stories of people who can walk again, who can now walk up the stairs, who can travel. Like 
to me, to give us back quality of life and freedom is the biggest gift of all. I gave myself that, and now I get to give it to others. That's got to feel pretty fantastic. (laughs) And I find it so inspiring because how many of us are on an NSAID? Most people. Actually, for years of my life, I think I took them every single day. And then I wondered why I developed so many issues. (laughs) Um, I definitely think it matters. And I do oftentimes tell my patients it isn't just any turmeric, for example, that's going to have the same benefit. The brand matters, the dose matters, and the length of time taking a supplement. And what other ingredients are in the supplement? I spend a lot of time looking at uh, different supplement companies and particular products and ingredients because many of us are just simply taking something that you can get at the local CVS or drugstore of some kind. And when we don't get the benefit, we're like, well, turmeric doesn't work when it might just be it's a really poor quality supplement. So I I definitely see the need for higher quality ingredients. And did I hear through the grapevine that there are some clinical trials going on? Yes, yes. That's definitely been the best part of post-pandemic. I kind of slowed down in the pandemic a bit because I have kids and life just threw a lot of loop, you know, threw me for a loop for a bit. But finally, I have a team in place that's publishing case studies on Fusionary right now on its impact for knee osteoarthritis. Then we have a group doing a proper clinical trial on it also for knee osteoarthritis, just because knee pain is an easy way we can prove what it can do for pain and inflammation and joint pain. Um, And so it's been really beautiful to see how the orthopedic surgeons, spine surgeons, pain management doctors, who typically wouldn't reach into this arena of plant medicine, are open to it. And I find they're 50 times more open to it post-pandemic than they were before. So it's been really cool to see that we can finally kind of play on that playing field of you guys have the science, so do we. You guys have the evidence, so do we. And if something's built with love, I make my product in the US. I'm obsessed with my sourcing and we use the same ingredient that we have used for seven years. Like I keep a lot of things the same so that I have these data points and can prove what we're doing here, which is, you know, functional medicine, so many of these different, I mean, I think most of medicine deals with itises and inflammation in the body. I think it's most systems of medicine that can say, hey, oh, you're inflamed, take some turmeric, let's reduce that inflammation. And now let's talk about all the other work you can do. Um, But I'm starting with the ones where it's most obvious, which is pain and inflammation. Well, I love the transparency of your company, because that definitely makes a big difference. And willingness to dive into the research for that. And and friends, my wonderful listeners and viewers, when somebody studies turmeric for years, they're going to know a thing or two, or two about it for sure. I'm a huge research nerd, as I mentioned, <laughs> and I have, I don't even know how many different um, articles I've read about turmeric, but I've been sold on it for years and use it daily. I have my husband using it. And he had, interestingly enough, knee pain and inflammation where they were wanting to drain it 
and give him steroid injections, to which he declined, he doesn't have any inflammation in his knee anymore. And I don't believe in magic again. And there's other things. It wasn't just turmeric. He completely changed everything about what he eats and his lifestyle. It's it's the combination of these different things. But I definitely believe in the addition of strategic plants and adaptogens, things that can help us to calm the body's inflammatory process or even just calm. It can be healing to us mentally and aid us in our journey because we're all on a wellness journey of one kind or another. I don't think anybody wants to be sick and wants to be on 20 different medications that, frankly, they're not really helping. I agree. And I really appreciate your balanced approach. You know, I I own a supplement company. I want everyone to take amazing supplements and mine, of course. I also want us to cycle on and off what we do. I want us to be investigative about what works for us. I have 15 different supplement companies stuff on my kitchen counter at a given time. And I'll say, I'll take your CoQ10 this month. Let's see if I run a three-month test if you move my blood work. Otherwise, I'm trying the next guys. Who knows if your vitamin D works? So I get the luxury of meeting amazing functional medicine practitioners all the time. And I'm always like, which one did you see actually move the needle? Which one actually changed the life of your patient? I don't want to waste my time. And no one supplement company is good at everything. We all know that. When you dive into functional medicine, all of a sudden you see that there's hundreds of supplement companies and you have to see who's great at what. And I can honestly say I'm great at inflammation and sleep. Everything else, we're still playing. We're experimenting. We, we're creating shifts, but I can't say that I'm the number one winner. But when I design something like inflammation relief, my goal is how do we harness the science of Ayurveda and partner with modern science and what it's proving and bring those two worlds together in a way that delivers a result? And then let's look at that result over time. And if I'm not creating enough of a shift, I will adjust my formulation year by year until I feel like, okay, everyone is saying it works phenomenally now. And that's what I've done. So we have such an opportunity, like you said, to just support people. And once they've gotten the support, okay, they made the lifestyle shift we wanted. Now we're winning at the whole game. Yes. I love that you mentioned cycling supplements because oftentimes I see somebody might be on 15 different supplements, the same ones for like five, 10 years, maybe they started them all at the same time. They may or may not be seeing a benefit. I usually recommend kind of, as you mentioned, either monthly or every two to three months cycling them and to do the same with adaptogens because we really need to zero in on what is working for us. And I like the concept of maybe supplementing with turmeric for a few months and then maybe supplementing with a ginger, you know, or ashwagandha, which is definitely a favorite of mine. I love ashwagandha because it's great for cortisol, all stages of adrenal dysfunction, but also thyroid, which of course I don't have a thyroid anymore, but it helps my thyroid hormones, synthetic hormones I'm taking to work better. But Mm -hmm. um, I definitely appreciate looking at things in a more individualized approach. And I love the support network that I have 
with functional medicine practitioners as I went through the Institute of Functional Medicine certification program and met so many wonderful individuals that we can bounce ideas off each other, but at the same time, realizing just because that's their favorite or this is something that helps with high cortisol, it doesn't mean it's going to help if I have high cortisol or one of my patients have high cortisol, but I definitely feel like there's an edge when you have a circle of individuals around you that you trust to know what brands and types of supplements are they using that they've seen a great response to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm a super fan of functional medicine. I think it's the best way for people to go understand. I have two functional medicine doctors myself. I have one who I go to for all my regular stuff. And then I have, I'm always going to a new one to say, Hey, I need to understand you because I have such a large volume of clients coming at me who need help. And I'm certainly not the expert in hormonal health and all these things. I try to be an expert, but I know my wheelhouse is gut inflammation and sleep. So I try to stay right there. And for everything else, I'm like, I'm going to find you the right practitioner who's focused in on what you're talking about. And so I just found one recently and I was like, wow, you have a completely different perspective. You have a completely different toolbox of supplements you use than the other one. This is fascinating. Basically, functional medicine is like investigative journalists for your body and your life to help you figure out what's up and get you balanced in the here and now. And guess what? The body is an ever-changing moving target. So every few years, you're going to have to go and recalibrate that. And that's okay. A lot, at least you have this partner who's voracious for science and information and data and constantly accumulating. Like for me, my brain is constantly zeroing in on data. So when I sit with someone and I do an Ayurveda consultation, my goal is how do we understand what is the one thing or the two or three things that can create the biggest shift in that body? And so in the same way, functional medicine is pulling from such a vast amount of data sets that I love it. I, I love it. I think it's the, the best way for us to manage our health. You're absolutely right. I love functional medicine. It's like I feel like a detective, like I'm fitting together pieces of a puzzle. But I do find like in functional medicine, we talk about the roots, you know, the branches, the leaves. That's where we are at in conventional healthcare. Just putting out fires, clipping those branches, trying to fix it up here when the problem is really deep down and working on trying to figure out what is the driving force of somebody's symptoms. If they have so much inflammation, is it coming from poor sleep, poor diet, stress? Like These are the things I see most commonly. And you mentioned hormones. That's something I am very passionate about working in women's health for as, as long as I have, I have yet to see anyone who does not have hormone problems to one degree or another, because I have yet to see anyone that does not have adrenal dysfunction. I agree. Especially in this day and age, post-COVID or probably even in the past 50 years, we're a very high-stress society and it is my passion in life to help, to guide somebody because we can just feel completely lost and not know where to turn, what to do. And we're basically told we're crazy. It's just part of 
female anatomy. That's why we are the way that we are. And I definitely have a bone to pick with anybody saying anything like that because it's, it's weird. Women are incredible. Those of us with female parts are very complex. Men are wonderful also, but (laughs) I've worked with women for a long time now and we're very complex. And sometimes we just really need to even unburden our bodies because I believe our spirit, our just basic human spirit can just be, I can't, can't find the right word right now. Almost like we're, we just don't feel supported at all. And that could be the driving force behind horrible headaches or hormonal imbalances because we just feel beaten down. So true. Yeah. I think people feel empty, exhausted, overwhelmed, anxious, stressed. I think the world has too much coming at us. Uh, What I love about Ayurveda is it teaches us that body, mind, and spirit must be in alignment for us to have vibrant health and have joy at the levels we want it. So for me, I'm constantly calibrating to what do I need to do to feel healthy and whole? Like I use tea all day as a habit. Tea time is me time. It's something I stop to do to anchor in. Like, how are you feeling? What do you need? You are obviously dehydrated today. What is happening? You didn't take your supplement. So I usually check in with myself just to intuitively ask myself, hey, what do you need to feel whole and feel good? Because the goal is not to crash at the end of the day as if you hit a wall. The goal is how do I have a beautiful, healthy day, achieve my goals and love the people around me? And so it's just, it's an interesting evolution. And that's why I love what we're talking about here. Because if we don't have our hormonal health intact and balanced, our gut dysbiosis isn't managed, then our mental health is impacted, our energy levels, then our sleep, then it's all a cycle. And so I just wish everyone saw that these are all cycles and we have the power to get to the root cause, address it, shift our lifestyle, and thus rebuild our health from an entirely new foundation and then achieve that level of vibrant health that we crave. And from that place, anything is possible. Like to me, I know what I'm built to do here on earth. And I know that if I just take care of my health at the level that I've committed to, no matter what, I will get there because I have my brain, my gut, my body, my everything is like ready to do the job. Um, And I know also that if I don't manage it, I fall Mm -hmm. sick, then my whole mindset and energy level shifts. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm meant to do this. I'm tired. I don't feel good. That happened to me last month. I got sick for two weeks, got knocked off the pedestal and thought, okay, time to bring it back in. What has to happen to hold my health at that level and vibration that I desire? You know, you tea time is me time. I might have to steal that. (laughs) It's awesome. I do it all day, every day. I love that. And I, you also spoke about checking in with yourself. I, I think that is crucial. And I try to practice this every day and I teach my patients that we need to be kind to ourselves. We're rushing, rushing, rushing through the day. We're going from one place to another, our jobs, maybe to a second job, coming home to our third job, raising our kids, our spouses, and not having any time for just me time. And I saw what living that type of lifestyle 
did to my body and it was very negative. And now that I am kinder to myself and I do these several times a day check-ins, like when I notice maybe my heart's beating a little bit faster, maybe I'm worrying about something and I have to like ground myself and tell myself, you know, take some deep breaths. I do four, seven, eight breathing. It, it works. I tell my patients it's a practice. Whatever type of breathing, box breathing, whatever somebody wants to do, you have to actually do it to see the benefit. True. And that works day one. Some, some things, interventions, maybe it takes a little bit more time to get our circadian rhythm in line. But when it comes to breathing, if you're really stressed out and you're almost hyperventilating, but you do some type of deep breathing, your heart rate will come down, your blood pressure will come down, and it's going to ground you. So I, I love that you spoke about that because I don't think enough people realize that we have that power within ourselves to recenter, to, to ground ourselves. We're the only ones that can do that for ourselves. Absolutely. And, and I consider nature the ultimate healer. So in 2020, when I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to save the world or myself or these kids, my first thought was mother nature knows best. And I just made sure every day we go out in nature for an hour. We walk every evening. We go to the park. I have little kids, so it makes it easier because I kind of have to get outside at some point anyway. But I built that as our strict ritual. And now I crave it. Like I need to get outside for 30 to 45 minutes a day. And my new habit is I'll just weave big circles all the way around the park. And then at some point I'll get barefoot and ground into that grass and into the earth, even just for a few minutes. Nobody cares. No one thinks I'm weird. They're like, okay, this girl's barefoot, whatever. And in the end, I feel so much better. And that's just my gift to myself. That's self-care. And then we get home and start dinner and bedtime and all the things. So I think my goal is to show everyone that self-care and vibrant health can be so simple. It can be free. Yes. It can be easy. You can just run outside your house for five minutes and stand in the grass. That also works. You can do your box breathing or your pranayam deep breathing from Ayurveda and yoga while standing in the grass. So these things don't have to be so complex and it doesn't have to be another chore on the list. Instead, it can be, like you said, a check-in. Just can we, can we do a few good things for ourselves every day, whatever those are, and can that leave us feeling our absolute most nourished and whole and self, like vibrant self? Yes. And if we do that in the morning time, we're also... Yes resetting our clock. So I love, it doesn't have to take 20 minutes. It could be just two or three minutes. Yeah, I know I don't feel the same if I'm not outside and something about being in the woods, everything in my body just, it like almost becomes like electrified. I, I notice I'm smiling and I'm out there. If anybody saw me, they would be like, what is wrong with this woman? Why is she smiling this huge grin on her face standing there in the woods but it it's so empowering and powerful that feeling of really connecting with myself with the earth with my place in the earth and it it helps to refocus i definitely have a tendency yeah. to worry to stress to almost obsess over things. And I can sit at my desk 
for like 15 hours straight. And I don't eat. I don't do this hardly ever anymore. But this is, I did this. And I told myself, it's because I'm really tough and I'm so strong when actually, <laughs> no, I was foolish because that lifestyle is not conducive to good health. It, it wasn't until I really started diving into how am I going to heal my body if I have these autoimmune conditions and I'm told they're, I'm hopeless, what can I do to really work on my immune system, the dysfunction of it, and calm everything down? And since our body is all connected, sleep, stress, food, movement are crucial for us to really be optimized. And so many of us just get up and sit at a desk all day, go to work. We're never outside. We're on our phones until the second we go to bed. And it could be that simple shift, something, as you mentioned, simple. It doesn't have to cost anything. Simple, free, that can be life-changing. Exactly. It could be as easy as taking a shower before bed. So you raise your core temperature and then it drops before bed. These are simple things. And I think we... We just fall into habits. We fall into certain like habit ruts where we're like, I do this and I do that. And so my goal is always to show people the level of Ayurvedic self-care rituals they can use. From Ayurveda, we have tools like oil pulling, um, dry brushing, tongue scraping. We have a lot of tools that we can use morning or evening, but to build ritual or habits into our life and to habit stack can kind of create this new threshold of how good we can feel. And if you build that threshold of how good you can feel, when it starts to slip, all of a sudden you think, hmm, what am I doing wrong? Why don't I feel as good? And then you reach back into the toolkit and bring them back in. And so that's usually my approach is make you crave it, make you almost addicted to self-care and how good it feels. And then you're willing to maintain it forever because you want that level of energy. I, I know we only have a few minutes left, but you mentioned tongue, tongue scraping. I'm, I'm very curious about that. <laughs> yes. So Ayurveda teaches us that we should use a metal tongue scraper every single day and preferably a copper tongue scraper because it's antibacterial. And you scrape the tongue gently seven to 14 times in the morning. And what you're doing is you're massaging all the organs of the body. You're detoxing all the organs of the body because just like in reflexology, all our organs are represented on the bottom of our feet. In the same way, in Ayurveda, all the organs of the body are represented on the tongue. And so oftentimes we have a white film on the tongue or we have serrations. We have different things going on that can indicate different health issues. But by cleaning that oral, cleaning the tongue and then thus clearing the oral microbiome, mm -hmm. we're supporting overall health in a completely new way. So people who are constipated should do it. Anyone who wants to detox gently every day. Um, it increases the efficacy of your taste buds. So the food tastes better. So you eat less or you eat the right foods. Um, so it's just, it has so many benefits. So thousands of people have started tongue scraping since I started talking about it. And I'm like, this is a great mark to leave on the world because a tongue scraper is just $7. And then you use the same one for life. Again, a virtually almost free health habit that you can do every single day, but that will provide, you know, countless benefits because you're detoxing all those organs. I find most practitioners don't even look in the mouth, which is a crucial sure. area to really get a feel for what somebody's overall health is. Peridonal disease can cause severe downstream yep. effects with the rest of our body. 
I'm very, very interested in that. I guess I'm going to, I don't have a tongue scraper, so I'm definitely going to get one. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Dr. Gupta, awesome. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I'm sure we can continue discussing these things for hours. Is there anything we have not discussed that you feel my listeners really need to know? Clinical pearls you feel are crucial with regards to inflammation and health optimization. Sure. You know, my main message is chronic low-grade persistent inflammation is this slow-burning fire, and it's wreaking havoc in most of us because it's a little inescapable, I find, at least in the West, to avoid all the processed ingredients, all the toxins in the cleaning products, in our bath products, in our makeup, in our hair stuff. I try to be organic and healthy and natural, and still I know that there's a tremendous toxic burden Mm -hmm. on my body causing dysbiosis, causing a toxic burden, and also causing inflammation. And so I encourage everyone to utilize the tools that we have, utilize diet, utilize sleep, utilize turmeric, utilize ginger, utilize the supports to simmer down that inflammation so that you can feel better. And then let's go about doing all the good stuff for ourselves. But if we're not going to shut down the inflammation first, we're going to have these side effects later metastasizing and chronic diseases that I hate to see in people. And so my message is much earlier, 20s, 30s, 40s, let's get serious about our health so that we can prevent a lot of the things that we see happening within our own family. Well, Dr. Gupta, thank you for this wonderful conversation. How can my listeners learn more about you? Where can they find you? Sure. So my websites are fusionaryformulas.com. It's F-U-S-I-O-N-A-R-Y. And so we're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the fun places with that. And then same with shivanigupta.com. That's my site. And I'm at dr.shivanigupta on Instagram, Facebook, etc. I will link all of that in the show notes. Dr. Gupta, this has been a true pleasure. Thank you. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. This has been wonderful and We might have to have you on the show again sometime. Absolutely. Anytime. 